Hello, this is Reverend Judith Laxer. Thank you for listening to the podcast of our service entitled, Take a Breath. Wherever you are listening from, all over the globe, welcome. My wish is that the food for thought offered nourishes your soul. The Gaius Temple Ministry is sustained by generous donations such as yours, and we need your support. If you feel served by listening and wish to donate to help support our ministry, please push the donate button now and give generously. We'd be most grateful. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much, and blessed be. Well, my friends... The recent Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade is devastating. The first time SCOTUS has ever rescinded a right in the history of its existence. It will state a new law, it will proclaim that something is unlawful, but it has never reneged on any of that. It's the first time a right has been taken away. So disturbing to be regressing in this country in this way. It's such an example of patriarchy enforcing its viewpoint, a very narrow viewpoint that is exclusive, not inclusive. And it does what institutions and systems have evolved to do, protect its own power and uh, rather than serve the people of a democracy. Judges, especially those on the Supreme Court, ought to remain unbiased in order to truly serve. I know I'm not saying anything here that we don't already know, and I am preaching to the choir. It is so disturbing, I'm going to continue doing it. It is so disturbing to be hijacked by a religion that is not our own, a religion we don't subscribe to, to legislate religion in a country that was supposedly founded on the separation of church and state. It is frustrating and infuriating and unjust and devastating and just simply not right to once again take away the right of women to choose what happens to them, to have sovereignty taken away that they should have over their own bodies, over our own bodies and what happens to us. We need to be supporting women's autonomy, just as we need to be supporting the Earth's autonomy. And for the same reason, for the health of the planet. Yet it seems like every day we learn about another patriarchal policy and practice that overrides reason and does just the opposite. Now, to those of us who are not in the 1% that benefits from these kinds of decisions, and those benefits, we all know, are so short-sighted. They are very short-lived and short-sighted. Those of us who do not benefit from these kind of decisions are incredulous that this sort of thing is still going on after all this time. It is so disheartening. It feels like another hit when we're already doing our best just to cope with the times in which we live. It can easily take the wind out of one's sails. And sometimes I feel just like what the beautiful Teresa Tadouri is going to express to us in the song that she will sing for us now.
sorry, I'm so sorry. Killing people in places like Iraq. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I did not come here to harm anyone. It's a garden I came to plant seeds. Look here, Jesus, it's all overrun. Who will help pull these weeds? Cause it seems. It feels like I just don't belong. Go on now, I'll catch up to you later. Go on. putting an applause reaction on that. Thank you so much, Teresa. Gorgeous song. So beautiful. And I know we can all relate. If this is your first time attending Gaia's Temple, first welcome. And then you also need to know that this year we have been exploring the principles of Valerie Kaur's revolutionary love. I was so inspired when I found it last autumn and I took the course to activate revolutionary love that I decided that it would be the theme uh, for my teachings this year. And each month we have uh, studied a different principle sort of in succession. Valerie uses the labor of a mother giving birth as the metaphor in her teachings on how to create a new and just and healthy culture and world, one that is uh, transformed into one that upholds justice and love. And that metaphor is so beautifully aligned with the divine feminine that it seems so perfect for this particular congregation. And uh, if you are watching or listening, that is a part of, that's what you are a part of now. My congregation, you might not know that, but you're already a part of my congregation. So um, we're uh, gonna sing the song that our beautiful Oriel Lighten wrote for us. And Mari, go ahead and put that up there. It's called the So Love Chant. And we're singing it each month. Well, that's the compass, but we want the lyrics to So Love. Mari. There we go. We're going to want to change that up. We're going to sing the So Love song first. And a lot of you have sung this with me already. Uh, but if you haven't, I think you'll pretty much be able to pick it up pretty quickly. And uh, we'll get those lyrics up. 
There we go. All right, so it goes like this. Sing along with me. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are part of the solution, so we love, so I love. And we stir the revolution, so we love, so I love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We see mothers, we see brothers, so we love, so I love. And I tend myself and others, so we love, so I love. They are takers and heartbreakers, still we love, so I love. Dare to wonder what lies under, so we love, so I love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are part of the solution, so we love, so I love. And we stir the revolution, so we love, so I love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We see mothers, we see brothers, so we love, so I love. And I tend myself and others, so we love, so I love. They are takers and heartbreakers, so we love, so I love. Dare to wonder what lies under, so we love, so I love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. We are sowing, we are growing, we bestow love. All right, now we can put that slide up of the compass. Sorry, Maria. <laughs> we'll put that up there now. And uh, as I said, each month we've been uh, delving into each one of the principles of revolutionary love. And this next one is breathe. So let's see that compass one more time. Okay, so we notice that the compass is in three sections. And the first one, uh, you'll see in the outer ring, is we're learning how to love others and then opponents and then ourselves. And we started by learning to love others. And the principle, the overarching principle in that first third was to see no stranger. And the actions or the principles that we learned and in many cases redefined were fight, uh, wonder, 
grieve, and fight. Then we moved on to the second third, which is learning to love our opponents. And we do that by tending the wound. And again, we looked at the principles of, and in many ways redefined, rage, listen, and reimagine. This month, we are entering in to the third third of the compass. This is learning to love ourselves. And the overarching principle, or in this case, the underpinning, is breathe and push. And today, we are exploring the principle of breathe. Then we will go on to push and then transition. So today, we are looking at breathe. Thanks for that, Compass Mori. Now, Valerie reminds us again and again that revolutionary love is practiced in community. And I found it so inspiring. And like with most times when I'm inspired or when most of us are, we want to just go out there and do everything, you know, be the one. Uh, but revolutionary love is practiced in community. And I think we've seen as we go deeper and deeper on this compass or around this compass and look at the ways that revolutionary love is activated, we can see at any given time, we might be either ready or not ready, able or unable to implement any of these practices. So that's why it's so wonderful that we're hopefully doing it in community, because if I can't do something, somebody else can. If they can do something, uh, if they can't do something, perhaps I can. If we do not feel healed enough ourselves, if we don't feel safe enough to love our opponents, for example, that is just fine. Uh, just the aspiration to learn to love our opponents, for example, is revolutionary enough. It makes room in our hearts to see our opponents as human beings and helps us trust that there will be others who are healed enough and safe enough to do what we are unable to do. Now, this is not just saying, oh, I'm not ready, I'm, you know, a, a way to shirk responsibility or to step out when we could step in. That's not what I mean to say. But what I do mean to say is that by trusting in community, that if I'm too fragile for something or I'm unable to do something, but I know there's someone else who can, that's community building because that trust is like the underpinning in community. And that is a beautiful thing. And in this country and in this world that is so divided and, and fractured, uh, tr trusting the underpinnings of community is a revolutionary act. We should do what we can do. We should stretch ourselves a little out of our comfort zone to contribute to the changes that we want to see, but only if we are safe enough to feel that we can do that and take that action. Tending the wound of our opponent, Valerie says, is not the sacrifice of one individual. Uh, it is the practice of community, which ensures longevity, right? Like if we're sharing the load, we can continue on. Any one person doing it is just going to burn out. We each have a role, but we shouldn't expect ourselves to do everything all the time, nor should we expect ourselves to do everything or anything expertly, right? If we wait until we're experts, we might wait forever, right? We become more, we get better with practice. So making the effort really is what counts here. So now we come on to breathe. Now we might think of breathe 
as a verb rather than a principle. Uh, but it's so much more than just an action, and it's certainly uh, something more than just an involuntary one, right? And breathing is on involuntary. Uh, it's our body's automatic intelligence. Without even thinking about, we don't have to be conscious, our body knows to take in air and to exhale. That's something that we do from the moment we enter into this incarnation until our very last breath. Now we know, or if we don't, I'm here to tell you that we can go a couple of weeks without food. We can go up to four days without water or any hydration, but we can only go a few minutes without air. That's how precious and important it is. That's how precious and important our breathing is. It is breath entering and leaving our bodies that ensures that we remain alive. You know, it's basic stuff, but sometimes when we really bring this to consciousness, it can like blow the mind. So breathing is the first principle of the third, uh, last third of this compass, which is loving ourselves. And it's interesting, I think, the trajectory to see that first, our, our first part, the first compass, part of the compass, was to learn to love others. Then we moved on to learning our opponents. And now we're first coming around to learn to love ourselves. And I think that's because now that we know what we are up to, we realize that we need to tend to ourselves as well. Right? So that's where the self-love comes in. Also, sometimes, not always, but sometimes we can cultivate our own self-love so much that it might be at the expense of others around us. So I think it's interesting the way that compass went around. And now we're at this last third when we're starting to look at how we can love ourselves. Valerie says that, you know, all these great leaders, Gandhi, King, Mandela, they all taught about loving our opponents but they didn't teach us how to love ourselves. Valerie says that loving ourselves is a feminist intervention. Of course, I love that. And it's not self-indulgent, really, to love ourselves. But loving ourselves, she says, is a form of political warfare, so we can be strong for the good fight. Now, I don't care for the words political warfare. I don't like war analogies very much at all because I don't like war at all. Um, although she is a social justice activist and so it makes sense and I understand why she would use them. For me and from a spiritual perspective, I would say that self-love is a form of spiritual fitness. That spiritual fitness is what will hold us when we find ourselves in trouble times, when we find ourselves in, in things that are chaotic and the ground underneath us doesn't feel very stable. So in revolutionary love, breath or breathe is defined as the practice of taking deep, slow breaths to create spaciousness in your life to slow down, to care for your body, mind, and spirit, to be present to emotion, sensation, to be present to ourselves, to one another, and to the world. So we can see that the principle of breathe is not only the act of inhaling and exhaling, but it's also the act of taking like a breather, giving ourselves a bit of a pause when things are chaotic. And it's that pause where we restore. So if you would, I'll ask you to close your eyes and go within. Got a pretty simple meditation today. And 
sure enough, it's going to be to breathe and to bring our awareness to our breath. So if you would, start by exhaling. Empty your lungs and empty them completely until there is nothing left. And then very gently, very slowly, as gently and slowly as you can, begin to inhale. And keep it slow. And inhale until your lungs are filled to capacity and there is no more room before you slowly and gently begin to exhale again. And I'll ask you to do this a few times at your own pace. And what I'd like you to do is to really tune into how it feels to be breathing, the fact that you are breathing, which makes it conscious breathing, and to stay as slow as you can, to do it as slowly as you can, to empty your lungs completely and fill them completely, slowly, gently, and consciously. So we'll just do that for a moment or two. And keep breathing. And you might notice as you do this that when you do it this slowly, you actually take in more breath than you're used to taking. You might find that your exhale wants to be faster than your inhale. See if you can pace them evenly. And then as you're breathing, you know, Valerie tells us that our breath, our conscious breathing, helps us to be present to different things. So I'm gonna ask you to become present to your own emotional state right now. What is it that you are feeling emotionally? And it might not just be one thing, we're complex humans. It could be a tangle or a tumble of more than one, but tune in to find out what it is that you are feeling emotionally and just keep breathing through it. In fact, let your breath heighten your awareness of your emotional state right now. Good, and now tune in to any sensations that you are feeling. What the seat underneath you feels like or is it cushioned? Or is it a hard wooden chair? Are you on the ground somewhere on the earth? The clothes on your body, how do they feel on your body? What's the temperature in the air? Is there a scent in the air? Like tune into your senses and the sensation, and also the sensation of your belly expanding as you inhale and contracting as you exhale. Feel your body in space as you breathe. In this way, you, or all of us, have brought our attention to ourselves, what we feel like in time and space, right here, right now. And so now as you continue to breathe, and even though this is a virtual meeting, tune in to everyone else who's here with us those we might know or can see on the Zoom 
or if you are with someone else watching the YouTube, or later on if you are by yourself or listening to the podcast, tune into those with you or nearby, those in your life that you love. As you breathe, like inhale your awareness of those you love. And then one more. Use, let's use our breath now to tune in to the world, to the state of our world. And we know that that is big and we know that it's complex. Some of it is beautiful, some of it is not. But see if just by breathing deeply, you can expand your awareness and your presence to the world. Good, and then take one more deep cleansing breath. And then gently open your eyes and come back here. It's a simple thing, really, to breathe, isn't it? But when we do it consciously, and if we choose to make our conscious breathing part of our spiritual practice, that can really become enhanced and support us even more. We are... We're used to breathing very shallowly. And in these times, we're often bracing for impact. And what we usually do is we like hold our breath, thinking it's going to make us stronger instead of taking as deep breath as we can, bringing in that oxygen, helping us think, helping us imagine, helping us stay aware and conscious. Choosing to love ourselves by consciously breathing every day is a way to affirm our worth. I'm gonna say that again. Choosing to love ourselves by consciously breathing every day. So that might mean that your spiritual practice first thing in the morning, let's say, is to take two or three deep conscious breaths, which means the whole time you're doing it, that's all you're thinking about. Now I'm inhaling, now I'm exhaling. Can take like less than 30 seconds. That can be a spiritual practice. But doing that is a way to love yourself. And that is affirming your self-worth. This breathlessness that we have gotten used to, uh, it's, it's tied to our self-worth. And Valerie tells us we don't have to work so hard and so long that we forget to breathe like that. We don't have to make ourselves suffer in order to serve. We don't have to grind our bones down to nothing. We don't have to cut our lives into pieces and give ourselves away until there is nothing left. We don't have to let despair take us down and keep us there to show how much we care. These are lies. These are myths that we have told ourselves that we should keep working. And the more we work, the better. And the more productive we are, the better. And we don't care about us, care about everybody else and care about everything else. And this loving ourselves is so crucial, right? That's the like, put the mask on you before the other person on the plane. It, it's just what needs to happen. And it's interesting to think of it in terms of self-love, right? 
We belong to a community or communities, which is part of a broader movement of healing and reordering the world. Our lives have value. We have value. We are valuable. We are needed and we are needed to last. And so we must breathe. By loving ourselves, we love our community. By breathing life into ourselves, we remain a strong, present part of our community. If each of us did that, we will be a strong, present community, and then there's nothing we can't handle. You know, the principle of breath, as I said before, is both the breath that we take deep, slow, and conscious, and it's also the time we take in our lives to be present. It's when we take time to be present. And time is not something that's given to you. It's something you have to take. As we all know, in our busy lives, with one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, if we don't choose to take the time, no one's going to say, here, take this time. It's just go, 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 go. It is the rest in between action, and it is so necessary for the long haul. Valerie tells us, and I love this, that loving only ourselves is escapism. Loving only our opponents is self-loathing. Loving only others is ineffective. We need all three for love to be revolutionary. So that long haul that we are breathing for, that long haul, that space in between actions where we remember to breathe and love ourselves and take care of ourselves. What is it all for? Well, it's for the highest good of all, of course. It's for fairness and for equality. And it is for, perhaps most of all, liberty. Our liberty. Sweet liberty. Take it away, Teresa. Sweet liberty, sweet liberty. 
see wore a turban for a hat. It was hard for me to relax. See, I'd never been around anybody like that. But he smiled and warmly shook my hand when he saw my pretty face. And he told me that he loved her too. I began to relate. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, oh, that was just wonderful. So, my friends, may our loving in revolutionary fashion bring wholeness and healing. May it strengthen us 
for the reimagining of the narrative of these times. May we breathe in peace and breathe out love, and may we be grateful for every breath we take. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. Thank you so much.